What's going on, everybody? It's me, Asad Hashmali, back again with another episode of Behind the Grind. And today we have someone very special with us. Um, someone whose story I definitely admire, someone whose work I definitely admire, someone whose grind I admire, and someone who is really challenging the status quo and whatever she chooses to do. Uh, Raida Latif is with us. Raida, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been wanting to have you on since you came on Mike's on Backspaces podcast ah, in COVID, okay. and I've been I've been talking to Nagin about this as well. Um, so for context, I know Raida professionally through work as well, but I've also heard many good things about you. I've heard that you know you've been a very big advocate for pushing uh, the creatives forward as well and trying to elevate the overall quality of storytelling as well that's happening online. So that's kudos to you for that. But Raida, I wanted to. Um, the reason I've asked you to come on is because number one, you are the GM of marketing at the stock exchange and business development as and well. business development. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that first. Like what's that role? What does that role look like for you? That role is kind of, um, okay. In a, in very simple terms, helping people, okay. uh, individuals build wealth and have access to it, um, understand it and, uh, have the ability to do so. And on the other hand, the business side is more like helping the corporates realize their dream of becoming conglomerates or growing on their uh, in their business scene within their sectors, diversifying and expanding. Okay. So, in very simple words, that's the uh, so, yeah. uh, nut in a nutshell, in I would nutshell. say. But that's not the only thing you do. Right. No, there. I mean, if I go down and kind of zoom in yeah. on what I'm doing, so I'm kind of trying to digitize the exchange, uh, create. I when I joined uh, a few years back, about four and a half, about five years now, uh, I created the online presence or the digital presence of the stock exchange. So f that was something because people know that mm -hmm. there's a perception. We need to address the uh, perception, uh, the, the image, the quality, uh, and create an image also of the exchange. So that is one thing. Then uh, investor education, financial literacy programs. Okay. I started that. Uh, because people, we don't want to sell the stock exchange to people who don't know how to invest in stocks and whether they, they need to know or have the ability to gauge whether the stock exchange is the right mm -hmm. avenue for them to invest. Mm -hmm. So all that is being put in place and uh, the outreach programs. Then from business side, business development efforts. So yeah, all in all, create, creating the image of the exchange, bringing mm -hmm. it out on, in the brand, creating a brand out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, of course, outreach into the business community, Same. making them realize that Capital is the not not the only reason to come out and uh, get listed. Get listed. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. There's also an ESG side as well, right? That yeah, you're, yeah. You're I, I actually started with that uh, with uh, uh, sustainable development goals. I mm -hmm. realized I looked at the stock exchange and 500 plus listed companies, and you know I read about the sustainable development goals. And Pakistan was the first country mm -hmm. to actually sign on the 2030 goals really? commitment back in. 2015 and uh, there wasn't much that was done on it so mm -hmm. you know I 
I reached out to UNDP at that time, and they, they had certain uh, um, you know the, uh, programs going on. So I told them, mm-hmm. you know, there we have all sorts of listed companies. So mm-hmm. what you know, it's one sixty nine indicators and seventeen goals. It's very difficult for a lot of listed companies to actually understand. So why mm-hmm. don't we create a sort of uh, a minimum reporting framework that targets the various sectors that the listed companies okay. are in? So it took a year. Then and that's in action now, or that's in action. So we rolled it out back in 2019, 20, early 2020, mm-hmm. to the listed companies, so they can actually start identifying roles, okay. uh, um, looking at their goals, looking at the indicators, mm-hmm. and it's a very simple framework that we have. Yeah. It's a minimum reporting framework yeah. that's relevant to the listed companies. But I'm guessing there's also so, a regular check. Sorry, you're saying. Yeah. So after that, they uh, we to encourage them to report. We mm-hmm. we added it in in the criteria for the top twenty five companies, which is an award that that is announced every year. Okay. Companies have certain parameters, so there's a qualitative angle and a quantitative side to it. Mm. In the qualitative side, we added some weightage to it to encourage companies to start uh, evaluating where they stand mm-hmm. and reporting on it. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. so I'm guessing that there's also some regular compliance that's required as well for this to keep going, right? It's not. It's it's not about compliance. It's uh you know you make it mandatory, you make it a part of a regulation, then it becomes very difficult. You can't keep ma- regulating this. Okay. We, what we need to do and what we are out to do is sort of advocacy mm-hmm. for this, not just sustainable development goals, but on a more holistic view, the ESGs, mm-hmm. the environment, social, and governance. Uh, that is now the uh, the, the all encompassing. perspective for and sdgs also come within this so from that perspective it's about explaining to the uh, companies and mm-hmm. the corporates how it's beneficial for them mm. for them it, how it helps their bottom line yeah. how it helps them attract uh, more investment okay foreign investment and how it helps them even uh, uh, become visible to their potential uh, export partners for that matter mm, okay interesting So I'm going to step away from the pre- the present today. I want to go back to when you started off your career. Right? Where how did you get into this world because the corporate the finance world or the banking world wasn't where you started off from. You started off from an agency. Right? Yeah. So tell me about that. What was that like? What got you to even enter that world in the first place? Okay. I mean it it, it actually started because I I thought I was very creative and I mm-hmm. used to write poetry and uh back in my college university days uh in fact my college and school days and i thought okay i think i'm very creative so i need to study literature so i uh although i could study science i was very good at science mm-hmm. but then i opted to study literature mm-hmm. and i said i'll do the science part later first let me follow my you know my own passion of studying english mm-hmm. and i enrolled i did my uh, uh masters in english mm-hmm. then i said okay i'll take a break before i look at other areas and then i went and uh, joined an advertising agency mm-hmm. so that wasn't my uh, job job thing it was just a passion and i was just yeah. trying to explore myself and see where i uh, what is the direction that i'd like to take so when i was out looking for internships i looked at the advertising agency i looked at a a, a publication mm-hmm. i uh, i had an option to go into a telco mobilink was very mm, new was very in those days time, yeah. and uh, there was greenlays bank also which yeah. is which later merged into stand chartered so uh-huh. all these four 
options were there and I went and I don't know why, but I went into the ad agency. That that uh, place I found very creative. You could, uh, you know, it, it gave you a lot of uh, area and space and scope to uh, strategically think, uh-huh. bring out the creativity, uh, uh, you know. Really think out of the box. Really, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a very cliche term, <laughs> I would say, but it just enriched that thought process. Mm-hmm. It made you... it. it uh, there was a lot of exposure to what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's happening on brands, how they come live, mm-hmm. how businesses grow and how the brand building helps the businesses grow. So mm-hmm. that is and after working in various departments within the agency, I mm-hmm. realized that now I'm ready to, um, you know, opt for the, or go for the next leg of my uh, education. Mm-hmm. Science, medicine, all that was out. Uh, MBA is the way. I looked at the business side. Yeah. Uh, it. I opted for marketing and IT by majors, by okay. basically because technology. Um, uh-huh. And I, I could actually see at that time that technology is not going to be an a department in an organization. It'll be everywhere, yeah. and everyone has to be be equipped to uh, to to mm-hmm. to be technically advanced. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So I opted for. A by majors and okay. uh, an MBA. Say. So that 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 kind of gave me uh, the drift hmm. into the fr- uh, the brand world. Okay. And uh, once I started looking at brands, because when you're doing and managing the single P, which is a promotional side within yeah. an ad agency, because I worked on the strategic uh, planning division also. You got access. So to I looked at the other P's. I interacted with various. Yeah. Um, departments uh you know the distribution department mm-hmm. the production departments of the brands that i was working on mm-hmm. uh, i heard the story of those brands from the people who were who had yeah. set those brands up you know yeah. and i saw how they've evolved over time yeah so all that gave me that strategic aspect and uh view uh, a holistic view so that's why i opted for uh, so, studying brand so when you how long were you in uh, in this agency about three, three to four years. And it's between, it's in those three years where you started getting exposure, connecting the dots between the product, the, the promotion, the price, all of those things? Yes. Okay, yes. and then that's how Tapal happened then, And I'm actually that's how, yes, exactly. So while I was at the agency, I enrolled for my MBA program and okay. uh, simultaneously, I also got an offer from the FMCG. So there I got an opportunity to work on the brand and mm-hmm. simultaneously study the concept. So I was working Real world application studying. happening. Yeah, in a way. But th- this is very interesting because even now you're working when you mentioned when you described your experience at stock at the stock exchange also you said you entered thinking about uplifting facelifting the brand making it more um for the lack of a better word trying to make it sexier as well trying to make it more palatable for for everyone around right or finding identifying the right target audience and designing it for them how did you start connecting the dots that your brand right which oftentimes ends up becoming a very subjective conversation can have some very objective results how did you track that like or how, how do you still track that as well see uh you have a brand is not just advertising and communication that is what the perception is generally yeah. and everybody thinks that they can make brands and build brands yeah. brand is a promise uh it is the product in itself it's nothing else i mean the promotion part comes later it is yeah. what the product is 
who is it designed for uh, who are the consumers what are the inherent needs that the, that particular brand is actually addressing mm-hmm. and what is that brand promise yeah uh, now unless you have those things in place mm-hmm. uh, any brand is just a commodity you know mm-hmm. uh, unless you have a perce- a, a, a differentiation yeah. what is your promise to your consumers and okay ek to ek end pe there's this promise thing mm-hmm. this is communication telling you making the brand making it available the second part is the and which will complete the 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 circle is the experience mm-hmm. once the consumer has engaged with your brand they've used it what was the experience like that will build the loyalty mm-hmm. that will give the repeat business so branding is not limited to uh, only uh, creating a product and communicating yeah. about it it's the whole business ideology so why, and that's why businesses exist yeah and they continue to right like that's exactly. if you that's i think you and i i can still understand what you're saying as well but let's try to break this down a little bit further as well now when you look at the lifespan of a business right you can see that it's at every point at stage every point in that business the brand oftentimes comes into question right and now i'm also trying to say brand as an umbrella term for every side of the business all factors yeah. of it all facets of it but along the way what i've noticed is that there's some there's a lot of disrespect towards the word brand or towards brand, the brand identity or towards building that promise and that trust consistently and oftentimes we don't give credit to the fact that even in the back end finance department as well is where the consumer experience is dictated yeah how do you feel businesses in your experience also because um how do you feel that businesses work towards solving there are high view work towards making sure that there is this consistency or there's this sense of respect towards the brand at in all areas of it because at the end of the day the output of that business is the consumer experience or is the product itself which goes back into the business as well for more innovation or more development to happen you see it's an it's an ever evolving uh, scenario i would say brands have to evolve with the customer needs mm. going back to the organization there are very successful brands and those successful brands either they're owned by and run by those uh, owners mm-hmm. and they are constantly evolving those brands if yeah. you look at pakistan or even internationally mm-hmm. or on the other hand it, there are systems and processes uh, whereby the organization is fixated on mm-hmm. investing in the brand mm-hmm. all the others they they will die or they'll uh, erode their identity or their equity because they uh, people don't believe in that mm-hmm. they think um brand is a cost center mm-hmm. whereas brand um, is an investment basically mm-hmm. building the brand is an investment mm-hmm. because it will guarantee you the re- mm-hmm. repeat sale mm-hmm. the customer will ask for it you will not have to sell it mm-hmm. when when there's a uh, i mean let's let's put it in that way a brand has the ability to command a premium hmm. otherwise <laughs> if you're not a brand they will haggle with you for price yeah. on price but if you're a brand whatever your price tag is there is a high perceived value hmm. and uh, customers are willing to pay that price yeah it's like getting a bottle of water it's like getting a water bottle from jb said versus gul plaza 
versus Gucci <laughs> Plaza. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or go go for a Nike T-shirt out of a Ni- Nike flagship yeah. store versus yeah, a yeah, yeah. Zena Market T-shirt. Uh-huh. But that Nike store promises you hmm. a certain quality, a certain durability, yeah. a certain. Uh, a, a, originality authenticity about mm-hmm. it and that gives you that confidence mm-hmm. versus when you buy something of uh, zena market and you know okay you know it's it's not mm-hmm. the perfect item yeah. it's not the brand so you know that and your perceived value is also so you will haggle for that mm. you may because you know you don't add put that price tag onto that particular product Or let's would, let's even yeah. look at uh, our courier brands for that matter. You yeah. walk into a courier store, uh-huh. a shop, you will not argue. You walk into a cardi, you will not argue on the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the tag is, you'll pick it up. Yeah. Versus you go to a Pathan kapde wala and in one of these you know uh-huh. malls, you will haggle with them. Yeah, yeah, price yeah, yeah. Because the perceived value is not that. Hmm. But you know what I'm? I think what I'm trying to get at though is. there is one way of seeing and this is a the common notion is that the investment in brand you said right your brand is often times associated with being the face front of the business but then the way you also described it previously is that the brand is not only the face front of the business it's also it's a matter of how the ship is running or how all the systems are running as well to build up a great face forward as well yeah. Yeah. how have you seen how have you worked with businesses in the past to actually get that reverse engineered to kind of tweak other areas within the business too because i get again i get what you're saying that you have to look at the customer value throughout every step of the way every input that's going into the product has to be tweaked or the customer experience has to be thought about yeah but there's one thing is there's one way about us saying that there's another way there's there's another way to implement that as well so i'm curious to know how have you implemented that in the past it's it's more like advocacy within the organization you have to talk to the finance people tell them that you know change their belief it. system yes you have to talk to the production people understand what goes into it what mm-hmm. kind of efforts they are doing and what do they have in perspective mm-hmm. you have to share the cu- customer insights with them that you yeah. know now it is you need this kind of a uh, customer this is what the customers are looking yeah. at so how can you uh tweak your offering so one example i mean i think i've given that example elsewhere also like if you look at tapal danedar today mm-hmm. uh they were in a brown pack yeah soft pack with a brown colored paper yeah, packaging yeah. that packaging was very high end at that time also because uh before the international competitor went into that kind of packaging tapal was the first one to bring in inside foil Achha. which would retain the freshness of the tea mm-hmm. but the customers didn't see it they couldn't understand it um the because of the exterior their packaging being a soft pack was perceived to be a inferior good inferior brand mm. and uh the users who are more concentrated in the south part of the country because they were already accustomed and uh, acquainted with the brand it didn't matter to them mm. but when they tried to expand into the central and the north part of the country they faced that dilemma and mm-hmm. uh, the perception so now how do you address it unless that feedback comes to the organization immediate what do you do you can't change all your machines and bring in a hard pack right away because that me- needs a lot of investment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it means changing your entire production uh, 
you know uh, set yeah. up what do you do you first address those uh, concerns by showing so you know we mm-hmm. went on to a series of documentaries in those areas we wa- went into distributor uh, sessions where we showed those documentaries mm. we went into and that that whole thing evolved we changed the packaging mm. the color from brown to red at least it could uh, beat the yellow of the competitor brand so all these steps were taken mm-hmm. whilst planning for the longer term changeover mm-hmm. and that whole transition then later on took place okay. so what do you do you go back to the basics to the drawing board and you need to convince the uh, management mm-hmm. uh whoever's involved whoever the stakeholders are mm-hmm. whether it's the production team whether it's the finance team whether it's the uh product manufacturing team i don't know i mean whoever's mm-hmm. involved in it whether it's the owner mm-hmm. or the sets up yeah. there so they they have to be convinced to it about Sorry. it okay. um so I actually want to keep this in mind, all of this in mind, and see. I want to know more about how were you able to translate this in the financial world, in the banking world, in the finance world, and then there's also a little bit of tech in your track record as well, right? Cybernet, I think, yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about that. Like, how did this transition happen? What was going through your mind? Were you able to take the same thought processes or uh, frameworks that you learned from FMCG land to finance land? Yes, I think it. Uh, I think it was beautiful. Yeah. I love the fact that I've transitioned in across the industries and yeah, the sectors. Yeah. The tech world has been amazing because that gave me the insight into I mean into how things are done. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry I have to say this. When I was going through your LinkedIn profile I saw that you were working on the uh Cybernet K scratch cards as well. Yes. And that just I I could not believe that there was a time that we used to scratch 2 rupees ke sikke se ya 1 rupees ke sikke se we used to scratch those cards yeah. but people i think that was the day those were the days when all of this that we now see is was growing or was building up yeah yeah the whole brand side was really starting to develop in these areas yeah actually uh, you see at the fmcg side it was <clears throat> it was a challenge all the time yeah. and which is what uh, most of the fmcg brands are constantly at it they want to know what the customer does how does the customer think how does he use or engage with your product with the competitor products what makes them change their preferences how they are evolving how their needs are evolving mm-hmm. and uh, and how to what kind of narrative to develop so your brand story uh, is is uh, attractive enough mm-hmm. you're able to bla- break through the clutter so they're constantly on this go to know the customer mm-hmm. and um, you know they they're not in contact with the customer so they they know the shopkeepers they know the distributors and that's more or less it yeah. or you go in and have these uh, uh, interactions out there mm-hmm. uh, in the open in the retail market and but that's the only way hmm. whereas once you uh, come into the technology side and especially whilst i was at cybernet and you know these 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 um, we had these um, centers where people would walk in and buy hours you'd pay some money and say 20 hours or 50 hours or 100 hours and said okay this is like a luxury you know <laughs> and uh, then after 
you know after spending a few weeks uh, during my orientation into various departments i mean that was one thing which i did always even at habib oil mills when i joined the organization i made it a point that i really diligently go through this orientation mm-hmm. uh because that gave me an insight on on the business on the processes on the even the brand insights really mm-hmm. So at Cybernet, I realized, okay, this is a luxury brand. You charge fifty rupees an hour, and but then I also realized that there's a lot of bandwidth. Bandwidth is a tap. Yeah. Okay. And your uh, Cybernet used to procure high end premium brand wi- bandwidth from UAE Exchange, mm. which was for their corporate customers. Okay, because the corporate needs were. Yeah, you know, different versus the retail needs, uh-huh. and that during the day was perfectly used, but after that it was like a tap and yeah. it was wasted. Uh-huh. So you know, we really thought about how to utilize it because today it's going waste. Yeah. So what we did was, एक तो ये था angle. दूसरा, um, you know, people walking into. How do we attract more people? to walk into our offices or uh, setups hmm. why not make sure we are available at their where they are yeah so that other piece was how do you get your uh, offering into the hand of the user without them having to make that effort to walk in mm-hmm. so at cybernet what the beauty was every morning i could log into my system and see how many people interacted how many people connected at night what were the real time what were the high peak times mm-hmm. what was the high usage time what was the seasonality without really looking at sales numbers i yeah, mean yeah. i could just see when my user is engaging with the offering i could look into and it was a very high tech company i could look at each branch i could look at how much how many customers walked into each branch mm-hmm. so that kind of insight at times you know i i realized okay this day of the week is very high in traffic how come yeah and this particular branch is has this was kind of was it overwhelming at first though? it was it was fun i yeah. loved that data that that knowledge you know mm-hmm. and uh, then how do you use it huh. now that Okay, you have a lot of information, but now how do you use that information? Yeah. So what? Um, okay, uh, the, the card thing came about because a that premium bandwidth had to be utilized somehow. Yeah. B, we weren't in Lahore, we um, and North in Islamabad. Mm-hmm. We just had one or two outlets in Lahore, and this uh, was a way to get there. Yeah, we had to get to into Islamabad also. Mm-hmm. Now to set up. A, a brick and mortar presence and the whole system it meant a lot of investment so we said whilst we do that we introduce scratch cards scratch cards and initially the idea was like what cybernet like that and we were like i was like today we are you know printing it out it's going out on paper an yeah, id yeah, and yeah. a password so why can't it be put in a card yeah and then uh, our coo he in called the guy the tech चैप के यार हाउ विल दैट बी डन एंड इट मिस्टर लखानी द ओनर आई वुड से ड्रीम ऑल्सो टू मेक इट मोर एक्सेसिबल एंड यू नो ही सेड वाई नॉट यू नो एंड सो वी दैट प्रोडक्शन गाई स्टार्ट थिंकिंग टेक गाई के ओके इफ वी वी कैन क्रिएट लाइक 
hundred thousand IDs with their passwords uh, and allocate hundred hours or fifty hours to each. Four fifty hours, five hundred, four hundred four hundred. First, we had taken out. And then, and we were looking at other competitors. Lahore, Shahabad, they were, and they were coming. The Lahore brands uh-huh. were coming into Karachi at that time. So we said, okay, let's beat them there on their home grounds, ground. <laughs> uh, on their own home grounds. Let's give the premium brand bandwidth free all night. Oh wow! So we said, buy for four fifty rupees a card. Yeah, but and, what were those? Get free all night for one month. ओकेगो and that is where my fmcg experience helped also because in fmcg you have distributors so the group had distributors mm-hmm. tobacco distributors and yeah, yeah. Uh, soap distributors and tang distributors and so we said let's utilize that and make sure that the product is available at every chai wala and dukan nice. wala and near, you know accessible yeah yeah that helped because uh, that insight of how the distribution system works although uh, for a brand like cybernet a luxury brand a premium brand the kind Going of consumer facing is yes, very new yeah it's very it's, it was a luxury high end brand and coming that's why we had to create a cyber student brand we had to call it a student brand mm-hmm. rather than reduce the premium brand ki worth yeah, or the yeah. image yeah. so we brought this thing for a student supposedly uh-huh. but everybody could use it it yeah. wasn't restricted that way i so remember we created a flanker brand I remember at that time because of how I didn't know the words at that time but I think it's probably because of how corporate cybernet sounded and looked I was never a big fan of picking up the dial up scratch card local laga diya tha ghar pe and that's what we were running but what were these the, the brands in Punjab that were coming to Karachi this was just like Vatin and QB World those Call guys and all uh, do teen aur the acha okay Yeah. Uh, World Call was big. Yeah. So there were a couple of those brands that were uh-huh. coming to Karachi and when they launched here with their billboards and all we had also already flooded the market here as well with the 450 all night of free. Say. So it helped us mm-hmm. uh, you know with a coming you see these are brand strategies. Yeah. Uh brand warfare I would say. You have a brand architecture high end premium. So all your various areas are covered. So your mm-hmm. premium customers are still with you your uh second level b and c segments are also covered but it's just, i'm sure it's very difficult also to be able to close off each of those different those branches within the 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 architect architecture right for each brand or there's always sub-brand. a spillover and if you think and this is a challenge that a lot of brands face that oh no our premium brand will be cannibalized yeah your premium brand today is a free, premium brand the next couple of years it will become a commodity mm. every luxury becomes a commodity yeah. so you have to have something else you have to have some uh you know um, some way to rejuvenate your brand or mm-hmm. bring in another brand mm. to take its place because that's the cycle of brands yeah, there's yeah. a life cycle everything mm-hmm. so you have when you're at a maturity level either you become a cash cow mm-hmm. and you keep adding value to it mm-hmm. or you bring in another brand which will eventually take place uh, take take the place of a luxury mm-hmm. or the top 
uh, premium mm. brand. So yeah, you have to have that whole continuum. So, yeah. If you're looking at catering to a larger market, mm. if you're a niche brand, then that's fine. So, yeah. so what got you to think about going into um, in, into banking and wealth management? Okay, from there, actually at Cybernet, well, uh, it was doing great. and mm-hmm. uh, But then this opportunity came and I thought, you know, and in back in that time, early 2000, Mm-hmm. 2002 and 3 the entire uh, uh, country was evolving on the e- economic front mm. um, <clears throat> banks the consumer business was booming uh, there was a low interest rate and the banks were opening up mm-hmm. and that's when i you know got this opportunity and i thought about it i thought you know this is going to be different mm. Because I was, uh, I had this opportunity to become a product manager for mortgages. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I've never studied finance, really. Although whilst I was Just doing my MBA, <laughs> nahi, nahi, try karte. whilst I was doing my MBA, I realized that, you know, I did IT bhi kar liya, marketing bhi kar liya. Uh, what about finance? You know, that is one area that's missing and that will give me a trouble hmm. because when I'm doing my marketing, costing and budgeting and all that, I need some numbers. I need yeah, to yeah, be yeah. savvy and familiar with that. And that's when in my final semester uh, project wala year, mm-hmm. I went and took on a capital market entity, uh, a research paper, a, a strategic business paper on a, a capital market entity. Mm-hmm. So I went into a proper brokerage house, looked at the trading floor, spent time on the Forex desk. How do they work? What do they do? Un- understood their terminologies. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked on the uh, trading desks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, spending that whole time putting it in the form of a report, I sort of immersed myself into that area and it helped me. And that's when I got this opportunity of uh, looking at mortgages. It, I said, okay, I mean, there's no rocket science, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so finance, I've done that. I've, I've done an A-rated report on finance and I got a good go. Uh-huh. So I said, if I can understand the capital markets, the banking industry yeah. is not that different. But you see, at the core of it, who's the user? It's people. It's people behavior you need to understand. It's consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and literature actually gives you a deeper understanding into human psyche. The masters in English kicks in. <laughs> so the that that gave me an insight. I said, yeah, I mean, one person who has used banking services, who has internet, who has cooking oil, who has taken So it's the same consumer who is interacting with the various brands, but their mind frame, they're in a different, different aspect mind of their lives. frame. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So they will react in similar ways. Mm-hmm. They have similar needs. And humans across the world are the same. Yeah. They react to pain, sadness, happiness. You know, you have a similar feelings. Yeah. So um, jealousy and <laughs> yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. So that's why I said, yeah, you know, user economy, a mortgage. People who want to buy homes, yeah. people who want to build homes or people who want to improve their homes. So then I said, okay, I looked at Pakistan. I said, who, which are the banks that are already offering mortgages? There mm-hmm. were a few. I looked at what they're offering before I said yes to that job. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I looked at the international market. One thing I've learned is uh, in Pakistan, we because we're into 
we're an emerging or developing market, mm-hmm. there are blueprints available of, of the previous, developed yeah. world, uh, which have to be adapted. Obviously, mm-hmm. our culture is different. Our people yeah, are yeah, different. Yeah. Uh, our lifestyles are different. Value system. Mm-hmm. So it has to connect with the value system. So it has to be adapted that mm-hmm. way. But those things have been done, really. Yeah. So I looked at the... And when I started looking at... Uh, Fannie Mae and Ginny Mae and AXA and various other financial uh, houses offering mortgages. I say, yeah, uh, okay, we're here at a very nascent yeah. uh, stage. We have just vanilla products. And when yeah. I and then I said, okay, now I know I can do that. Yeah. So I just took on that job. And those 15 days before I said, yes, I had done my homework. Uh-huh. So when I landed, I, I took on things. It was an operational site, which was very difficult. You know, going to the consumer ops department, going to the sales yeah, yeah. and all. But what helped me here was the technology, the consumer understanding, yeah. the international, the study, uh-huh. studying bit. And, you know, I started working initial product and I started adding value to it. How do you add value? Uh, one rule, which I would say Shokatarin had also being the CEO of Union Bank. Mm-hmm. He had uh, in, in the first few meetings, I realized what's happening when I did my competitor analysis and the other uh, sales heads ki meetings hoti thi and my monthly meeting. Hoti thi. First meeting I attended as as a as a viewer or uh-huh. audience rather and i saw what's what's transpiring so you know the auto sales wala head said you know you need to reduce the rates because banks so and so and this bank are giving auto loans at six percent and six and a half percent and seven percent and he said no no this is not right you can't reduce price you i'm not going to he said then sales in sakti. and you know i was a silent spectator there and i realized isn't that what all brands do yeah uh, what we taught what we were taught as a brand uh, students are. of brand management and brand uh, brand theory that price is the last p to tweak hmm. and doesn't help the brand it kills the business really yeah. because what happens is when you start Reducing your own earning or your own margin because you're letting go of the price. It means you're kind of reducing your margin. So your bottom line is eroded. You will not be able to hire quality uh, staff. You will not be able to offer quality services. And that will compromise compromise the quality of your offering. Hmm. that's the last P to tweak you add value you renovate the brand you rejuvenate it you create a new brand you you invest in that brand Mm -hmm. something you engage you you have a brand narrative around it so um, you know and you know I was sitting and hearing this he didn't know about brands but he said and that's where I got my cue you know, I said, ha, price nahi hilni chahiye. Bilkul yeah. sahi. And I went back to the drawing board. I said, yaar, aaj hum ye wali offering kar rahe the, It's a vanilla product. Let's look at the audience. Uh, I did, I started, I did a small research, a three-month project with AC Nielsen at that time to understand why and what are the drivers, what are the, uh, the, the, the reasons that people buy a house mm-hmm. want to buy a house own a house yeah. or whatever you know why would they come to the bank 
to opt for mortgage what would make them opt what would our pitch be yeah. and obviously that insight helped me develop a pitch mm-hmm. so after that insight i said okay but what did you find out i found out that yeah. people okay pakistani kya karte hain uh-huh. committees dalte hain how they save how yeah, they yeah. how they collect money and uh phir yes the dream house um and i got one jo ke internationally bhi use ho chuka hai and i thought that can also be a good pitch mm-hmm. but we need to add more to it ke you know you pay one rental or you pay one installment mm-hmm. one rental will take you away from owning your own house whereas one installment will bring you closer yeah so it's the same amount either you pay a rental or you pay an installment the other thing in pakistan property always appreciates pakistanis love to own property yeah they want to give property to their children yes inheritance yeah ye sari things kind of give me the pulse uh-huh. of my pitch but you needed the data to kind of back it up obviously yeah that you need to have that confidence yeah. yes this is ye aapka ek gut feel hota hai but bahut sari cheeze aapko along the way you you whilst you're sitting in a qualitative uh, focus group whilst you're looking at the numbers and answers to your questions the choices mm-hmm. it just kind of sinks in and then it gives you more confidence in a um, you know what should be the priority pitch what could mm-hmm. be the uh, follow up story and mm-hmm. how do you go about it mm-hmm. so one thing i did was oh and the other thing the committee thing you know jab committee khulti you plan before the committee opens up you have a plan yeah what to do with that yeah, yeah. it's always oh ha ha isliye to aap dalte right so although that's a worst kind of saving yeah uh, but having said that as yaar pakistanis yahi karte hain even the men do that and the men do it more than women yeah so and workspaces me so you know that uh, that gave me the idea of balloon payment Hmm. introducing balloon payments us waqt tak there was no such concept of balloon payment so in a hmm. year if you pay x amount towards your loan we will not charge you a penalty hmm. because normally you pay off your loan you have you are yeah. uh, penalized for that yeah yeah so oh there was a really negative oh kyun dimag kharab hai we will not yeah, charge penalty floor, yeah. log hamare uh, khatam kar denge i said okay hang on let's do the gra- let's do the number crunching you know mm-hmm. today you have a customer at 8.5% yeah or 8% per annum ke hisab se and it's um, it's a compounded wo so uh, if every year mm-hmm. the current customer base the total customer base opts for a balloon payment how much will it affect us what numbers yeah uh, then 50% of our we did the stress, stress tests thing, on yeah. excel okay wo sab kara and we got very very minuscule impact ha because jitna bhi karta hai wo balloon payment humne option rakha 5% 3% 1% you know usme ek percentage dalte hain so we control that amount from Ha-ha. that perspective so wo wahan we got the idea how to do the mm-hmm. formulas but would you not also like account this for minimizing risk then like wouldn't your risk factor go down because you've enabled balloon payments yes it does was that not but wo, that wo, wo pitch nahi wo wo internally nahi uh, fly kari ah okay theek hai uh, in spite of the fact ki bhai attrition ho jayegi loan 7% wale ke paas chala jayega yeah they okay. will because the other bank will pay off to wo apne jeb se penalty nahi de raha other bank will uh, top up that amount that they paid the penalty mm-hmm. when the loan is transferred from one Bank, bank to, to another, another bank, yeah. 
तो वो जो पेनल्टी होती है तो बैंक ले लेता है ना अदर बैंक सो इन स्पाइट ऑफ दैट खैर वो वर्किंग उसके अगेंस्ट ऑफसेट की कि इफ दीज सो मेनी पीपल गो वे वट विल बी द इम्पैक्ट एंड हाउ हाउ इज बेनिफिशल फॉर अस टू होल्ड दैम एंड ऑफ दिस एंड दिस बट उसके ऊपर भी क्या डाला था कि नहीं आप एडवर्टाइज इसको नहीं करेंगे आज लाइक ओके आई वॉन्ट एडवर्टाइज बट लेट मी डू दिस वी हैड टू गो थ्रू दिस होल निगोसिएशन प्रोसेस विद द मैनेजमेंट एंड 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 देन आई वेंट डाउन टू माई सेल्स पीपल एंड आई सेड यू आर गोइंग टू यूज इट एज योर सेल्स पिच नो बडी एल्स इज डूइंग इट राइट नाउ सो दैट हेल्प सो इस तरह के बहुत सारे स्टेप्स होते हैं यू यू गेट द कंज्यूमर इन साइड यू एंड फॉर बैंक्स द बेस्ट थिंग इज कि आपका कस्टमर आपके पास बैठा है you can engage them 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 with them. you can talk to them. you can learn about them and today uh, your credit card users the kind of data that you have about the customer you don't even need to look at other things you don't need to go into research you just take out your database and see how yeah. they're uh, behaving yeah but it's also like a, then you realize it's a no brainer right also yeah. that like that's how bank assurance is <laughs> the highest in yeah. the insurance portfolio although honestly speaking that's the that's a, again not an investment yeah it's it's packaged as many fallacies to to break right now yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so you know what i'm hearing all of this i can't help but think were you uh, in in all of these and even now but from the early days were you someone who would sit and like reflect and think about how am i connecting all of these different dots because it sounds like this is literally just learn something here apply it there learn something here apply it in the new place yeah go course. back 15 steps if i have to to pick up another lesson as well yeah. did you think about it like that yes actually i used to think i i still do my mind's constantly working yeah what is this we can do this better uh-huh. you know the 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 no, thought that how you personal experiences could, yes of course uh-huh. you can apply i mean i don't close uh, if i leave a job uh-huh. or uh, i don't stop following that brand or that industry or that sector uh, and be- i think i was also teaching i i, I started Achha. teaching in 2002 i was teaching brand management I was teaching fi- uh, marketing of financial services. I wow. taught advertising. That bit, I think, uh-huh. it's not visible there. Yeah. But for a good ten years, two thousand two till two thousand eleven and twelve, I was teaching standard regularly at various institutions. Wow. Uh, but marketing uh-huh. uh, based subjects, and that's where I would use all these experiences and case studies. and some work case studies at that time because i hadn't worked on a credit card uh, industry side till mm-hmm. at that time and still i haven't worked on credit cards but i can um i can see how the credit card industry evolved in pakistan i did an entire survey from city bank coming in first mm-hmm. uh, introducing their credit cards getting number of defaults charging yeah. an annual fee and a joining fee and then askari bank coming in with their card and then mm-hmm. all the other bra- banks lined up with their credit cards mm-hmm. and how that that industry has evolved mm-hmm. uh, and there was a time when i could see the ubl bank was going in a very good direction when it came to credit cards personalizing you could actually put put up your picture on yeah. your credit card and you know the very level of value addition yeah, yeah, huh. but again a few things there uh, you need to add more value you um uh, and they they remove the annual fee or the jan- joining fee a lot of these people have given benefits like the point system loyalty system yeah, yeah, yeah. the loyalty system i introduced at cybernet acha looking at the banking industry i hadn't worked 
uh, in a bank yeah, till yeah. then. But as a user of credit mm-hmm. cards, I said, why not? I mean, a cybernet user buys, spends money. Mm-hmm. He'll be loyal if he's able to get mm-hmm. uh, points. Yeah. So that point system, we worked on it um, internally with the finance team that how much worth, I mean, yeah. how much worth purchases should we give one point? Yeah. And then how much worth that point should be? Huh. You see, yeah, one yeah. point should be equal to 10 rupees or 20 rupees or one rupee. Yeah. And do we give them a point, one point for every 10 rupee purchase or a 50 rupee purchase or a 100 rupee purchase? Yeah. So how much or should it be our base? So the finance team really worked with us and mm-hmm. uh, end to end in creating that reward system. Then a whole... But that's not something... Did you test this as well then with... Yeah, of yeah. course. And then then after the, the soft test and all, mm-hmm. uh, we are a department, our marketing manager and the CEO, they set up a mm-hmm. rewards unit, which the entire job was to... Take uh, care of this. Automate it and, mm-hmm. you know, look at that. The other thing which we'd done at Cybernet was uh, buying internet hours online. Yes, I remember this. Citibank and Standard Chartered, two cards. Yeah. Uh, they had approached us uh, for... I don't know what that term is. I, I Right now, I can't recall. But uh, uh, it was um, where you could open up the uh, online transaction uh, uh-huh. system. So uh, Citibank and, uh, Cy- uh, and St- earlier Citibank came and mm. we'd worked with them for the online system. Mm-hmm. And... And that is when we said, you know, uh, how about that? Mm-hmm. And then we said, we'll give a discount on the purchases that are online. Okay. And there was no concept of online purchases at that time. I mean, back in 2002 and one. This is also when it was picking up, right? Yeah, so credit like, cards were there. Uh-huh. But wo, uh, online purchases were not yeah, uh-huh. There were no apps. So we had to automate it at the at uh, cybernet website that you create an id password mm-hmm, login mm-hmm. or uh, and transact buy hours mm-hmm, put in your credit card and be able to purchase online mm-hmm. do that transaction so and uh mm-hmm. but when we introduced uh, discount 15 percent yeah. discount to induce trial mm-hmm. it picked up um, we gave a discount for us. Then the second time we went to Toshiba and we said we want a home theater system so people who who have used their uh, credit card, Citibank is yeah. and uh, stand chart So people who've used that card mm-hmm. uh, can avail a discount and be par- uh, put into a, uh, a lucky draw. Ah. So we gave out the home theater so really for like three months. <laughs> we said we have to ensure that they constantly do it. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just a one-time Build the thing. incentive mechanism, yes. the reward mechanism. And okay. then they'll be used to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was a very good, uh, we had very good experience there. Very good. Yeah. So, you know, I can't, there's two questions that are coming to mind that I can't get out. I'm going to say both of them, but I actually, no, I'm not. I'll take this back. You have... Mashallah, so there's so much that you've been exposed to in the past 20, 25 years as well. You've seen so much happening. You've seen a lot of evolution as well. Yeah. And now you're working at the stock exchange, right? You're, you're the GM over there. You've been there for four years. There's a lot of evolution that's happened over there, I'm sure, in these past four years. We've worked together on some of those things as well. We've seen how it is. 
but i can't help but think that how much pushback did you get how much did you have to fight because of you being a female in that position or having to stand your ground because in that board in that room with chakatarin i can only imagine that it's just a bunch of men that are talking to one another not listening to one another also and then again at the stock exchange i can't help but assume it's a very similar picture but how are you constantly like pushing against that wave and and standing out surprisingly i mean uh okay um, there have been times that i've been the only female in the room or the hall and uh um but but that doesn't deter the thing mm-hmm. you know uh, deter me from putting forth my concepts or my idea on the table mm-hmm. somehow it's it's more your inner uh, inhibition if yeah. you think of it i have never thought of myself as a female and so many men out there i think of all of us as professionals so when when i'm in that mode when i'm working it's the strength of my idea or my proposition or what i'm what kind of value i'm adding at that point in time mm-hmm. uh that will drive the attention mm-hmm. uh so i have never felt that way maybe because i've been brought up uh, with brothers and mm-hmm. you know uh, studied in a coed mm-hmm. uh, so never taken men so seriously around mm-hmm. me okay oh you know to be scared of them yeah. or to be to feel inferior yeah. at all really but then how do you work with that's how how do you work with challenging the opposite right where you may not see yourself as inferior and you're not you definitely don't you see yourself as being completely equal and being having a professional conversation that's why i speak up and when i speak up i'm heard i guess i for me it's it's been as simple as that uh-huh. uh yes i have been uh, discriminated at times that's what i but, mean right uh, like you, that uh no not because of that it it was because of uh, well at one place um, i was asked that why did you go why did you have to go and have a baby and i'm like what that's none of your business you know uh-huh. that's my personal decision i mean yeah. you know that's my personal life you're not supposed to question it and that's where you need to have that push back hmm. that you know excuse me you've Stay had the tough conversations left. and you'd never had shy that. away from it yeah but really once or twice not not it wasn't like uh, it's been there mm-hmm. and uh, i get surprised when i hear that women are you know they feel that way but i think it's more like um you know have you seen that ad uh, uh, where they talk or the the myth that you know uh, throwing like a girl yeah yeah, yeah. of course she's a girl she'll throw like a girl yeah, you know yeah. so the day you're confident about it that i'm a girl okay but you know mm-hmm. uh, you're good at it but mm-hmm. there are things that i'm good at so mm-hmm. you bring out and highlight the things that you're good at and uh, and having said that pakistan stock exchange i have never felt that way uh primarily i would say because uh, when i joined i saw there were other women there are about 40 45% of the management committee comprises of women wow uh, okay. but the kind of work that i do like the business side and the marketing yes uh, because that puts me into uh, environments or situations mm-hmm. where or meetings or you know uh, mm-hmm. gatherings where there are generally ma- more men because the female uh um, ratio is very limited when it comes to finance mm-hmm. and that is a a, a yeah. problem across the world i would say stem subjects ho gaye yeah, yeah. so women don't go towards them that's why mm-hmm. you know it's it's uh, but how do you feel like this can how do you feel like this can improve also like by the sounds of it it seems like you've been 
you know you haven't had any alarming many alarming situations or haven't been in those kind of conversations as well where either your position is looked down upon or you're being challenged for no apparent reason and there's some kind of discrimination um but it does exist and i'm sure you've heard stories as well how can we is there a way to change that is there a way to like fight that wave or make it a little more make it make the playing field more equal right us may you have the conversation around equal pay equal pay yes right but you see here uh, a lot of work is being done already huh. uh, at the multilateral agency level at the mm-hmm. secp level organizations may board level pay women are being inducted and independent directors women women are being um, trained and they they're being encouraged to mm-hmm. to do these director training programs and uh, put themselves up as uh, available for independent directors positions on boards then at the framework policy level the state uh, the SCCP the Securities and Exchange Commission yeah. of Pakistan um and the PICG i think has worked and the the corporate governance framework that listed companies and a lot of unlisted companies also opt for uh, um um adopting the co- uh, corporate governance the code of corporate governance mm-hmm. that clearly states that the board has to have uh, one or two women minimum yeah. one women director mm-hmm. when there are women at the top level they will bring They're in policies down, within huh? the organization to uh, facilitate mm-hmm. more yeah. women addition with the kind of uh, <clears throat> um i would say uh, advocacy that's happening mm. then a lot of women are being uh, uh, brought or introduced into the workforce but then aapka culture bhi kick in karta hai na a lot of times it's the families that are they do not allow a lot of times women don't want to because they don't want to i mean they're not pushed to come and work they mm-hmm. feel that they don't want to Mm-hmm. they want to look after their houses and homes and their kids they want to uh, mm-hmm. so so it's it's personal preferences as well mm-hmm. it's um then your rural pakistan is also there but if you look at the rural areas a lot of these women are not accounted for as working women yeah whereas they are the ones who are uh, doing most of the work in the fields but they are not taken into into yeah, that yeah, count yeah. तो आपके स्टेटिस्टिक्स गलत हैं एक्चुअली योर हमारे जो स्टेटिस्टिक्स हैं वन टू थ्री परसेंट फाइव परसेंट ऑफ द पॉपुलेशन को देख रही है वो बकाया रूरल पाकिस्तान को तो देख ही नहीं रही है सो वेमेन आर वर्किंग इन देयर ओन कैपेसिटीज दे आर नॉट एबल टू गेट अ प्राइस टैग फॉर देयर वर्क दैट्स वेयर दे मिसिंग आउट दे आर नॉट एबल टू गेट दैट फाइनेंशियल uh that एम्पावरमेंट विच कम्स विद फाइनेंशियल इंडिपेंडेंस सो योर मेड टूडे she is an earner she is a bread earner she is earning money but she goes home and has to give it to her husband yeah and then she gets beaten up also hmm she doesn't realize that she's financially independent mm-hmm. so she better uh pushes her way also yeah. and tries to put a stop and improve her life mm-hmm. so that financial independence is not helping her in spite of the fact that she's an earner yeah so she has that ability to earn so ek to stats sahi nahi hai dusra kaam ho raha hai at the corporate level kaam ho raha hai but then it's the choice of a lot of women who don't want to work cultural in the middle cultural context is playing in cultural be but some don't want to work yeah mm-hmm. they want they really like this life 
they enjoy yeah. they want to socialize they want to work out they want to uh, meet their friends they want to go out and spend money and shop they don't want they want the husband to earn yeah which traditionally has been the way yeah so i mean uh, you can't blame wo but again having said that it is important for women to have a voice and unless they are financially independent unless they are working or in some way or the other you don't necessarily have to come out and join an office to work mm-hmm. but you have to be independent that way and that is when they'll have the voice to stand yeah. up for themselves yeah okay it's like you you take the there are few steps you have to take initially to be able to see that change as well सो काम हो रहा है कॉपरेट लेवल पे भी काम हो रहा है स्टूडेंट लेवल्स पे काम हो रहा है ईएसजी के लेवल पे काम हो रहा है यू सी इट साउंड्स लाइक दो बट काम यहां पे होना है ना लाइक दैट इनर कॉन्फिडेंस या द डे द मदर इज एबल टू डेमोन्स्ट्रेट टू अ डॉटर या बिकॉज़ हमें तो सबक ये दिया जाता है कॉम्प्रोमाइज लिसन सैक्रिफाइस कंप्लाई आई डिड दिस एक्सक्यूज मी व्हाई डिड यू डू दिस यू हैव टू पुश बैक यू नो हां like uh, the day a mother tells a daughter you are important mm. for you you are the one who has to come first mm. than the others yeah your wellness and that is true if the mother or the woman of the house is happy and contented and confident mm-hmm. everybody in her surrounding would be happy mm-hmm. if she's upset upset she will kill the peace she will destroy the peace of the home yeah and she has the capa- uh, the, the ability or the capacity yeah. or the capability to yeah, do that yeah 100% so <laughs> so that a healthy mother a healthy woman a healthy female yeah, yeah. who's uh, who has you know a clear brain can function well mm-hmm. has a thought process will help yeah. help in bringing up smart independent yeah. children also mm. okay so i think it's very important and yes it's it it has to begin from the house yeah. it has to begin from the home schools can't do that jitna bhi kar le wo confidence instill karna but this has to come in from the uh, parent yeah. level from the mother from the father uh, from how the children are treated the, in the house yeah. the equality at yeah. the at that level ye beta hai aur ye beti hai they both special mm-hmm. they're both different but they're both mm-hmm. uh, they both have to be educated they yeah. both their education is important and today i'll be i mean i don't want to sound uh, discriminatory but men are more street smart because they spend more time out with their friends they they play they're cricket on the streets yeah but so, if the parents are also going to stop their daughters from going out or doing what they actually want to do then, then you're going to have they that can't, deficit they will yeah. never be street smart because they they don't go out yeah, that way they yeah. don't interact that way uh, a lot of times they're so protective that okay nahi beta tum dukaan pe jao beti na jaye dukaan pe are yeah. excuse me yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not talking about the the top level of your urban pakistan no, 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 yeah, yeah. the middle classes the lower middle classes aapke wahi sara major yeah. population demographics uh-huh. to wahi log kar rahe yeah. na so they the day and today when i see on the roads a lot of women are now riding bikes which i love seeing i love seeing yeah. it gives me that confidence that okay wahan change aa raha hai uh, mcdonalds is employing women yeah. you see a lot of women yeah so i see that change mm-hmm. you see women in uh, sports and athletics doing well yeah like the boxer and the uh, yeah, sports yeah, yeah. women yeah, yeah. who are coming up yeah सो लियारी बॉक्सिंग स्कूल सो जहाँ हमारी कॉपरेट ई एस जी के अंडर काम कर रही हैं दे आर एक्चुअली हेल्पिंग द कम्यूनिटी एट लार्ज एंड वी सी दैट ट्रांजेक्शन बट इट डजन हैपन ओवर नाइट इज गोइंग टू टेक वो ही ना इट्स इट्स अच अ लॉन्ग डीप 
कॉन्वर्सेशन तो दूर की बात है बट ऑल्सो द चेंज इज सो सो सिस्टेमिक इज वेल बट एवरी वन हैज टू प्ले दर ओन पार्ट माइंड when i was at school i was at college when i was in my house and home and yeah. how i've well even my sh- married life and all that i think i've done well i mean good work really because uh, i've been able to evolve as a human being i've been able to uh, evolve mm-hmm. as a professional mm-hmm. i've been able to mentor quite a few women around me yeah um so i will say one thing i feel like this is probably one of those episodes where i've been the most quiet and it's because i've been using this as like a mentorship session because i'm using your own experiences also to see like you know what is there to learn how are you connecting all of this together but okay. please continue sorry so you know i think uh-huh. uh, uh, i would put the credit to both my parents my mother for instilling that confidence in me ki mm-hmm. you go you ed- padhai most important although my own sister doesn't work she opted not to work or mm-hmm. not to uh, pursue a career mm-hmm. and uh, but they were very open and uh, every time i would talk to my father he would give me uh, tips on how to live in the practical world mm-hmm. you know he would teach me how to type in those days as a child the typewriter a s d f g you know all that yeah. he taught me he would give me dictation so i understood how you know his office work letters yeah. he would dictate so i would write and then i would learn that free hand or the short hand yeah. not the short hand but how to make sm- write faster yeah. to be able to take down all the information so you develop your own code yeah yeah for each word you know uh-huh. and that kind and then he would give me tips like you know what when when you when the train is going on a track and if gets if it gets off the track it's a smaller angle geometry yeah but if it goes further further on that same continuum yeah that distance increases so better stop something that goes off track right it's like nipping yeah. it in the bud yeah. but the kind of explanation he gave me yeah. i was like yeah really you know uh-huh. and that has helped me in my career a mm-hmm. uh, step one when somebody would go off mm-hmm. in a direction which is not i would stop them there yeah that that is not what i want yeah. i am saying something else mm-hmm. so let's not get into that detail mm-hmm. so that all those things i would say have helped me and they've helped me develop into a good person mm-hmm. and i hope that i am able to instill that kind of education and confidence and courage in my daughters no no inshallah and i'm sure you are also seeing right. see, see, seeing the 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 few interactions that i've had with you i, I can't even imagine begin to imagine to see where your daughters are going to end up also super mom right now getting them to hit the mountains go higher than <laughs> that but um no i i genuinely think that this was a great conversation before the recording we were talking about something very different and this conversation is very different yeah. so I, w- i if i would love to have you back and we actually talk about what's happening in pakistan right now changes over here what we can do what's actually going wrong because you're in it you've seen it you know you have you have all the historical data points as well so hearing your commentary i'm sure would be even more valuable especially i'll be happy to do that yeah yeah but um once again thank you for your time uh, that was raida latif from uh, the Pakistan Stock Exchange the GM of marketing and business development she is a brand and an institution of her own 
So she's not from the Pakistan Stock Exchange. She's from herself. Yeah. But thank you all for listening and watching. I'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. Bye-bye.